What's going on, everybody? It's finally here. It is Derby Day. Let's turn those levels down a little bit. It is Derby Day. It is the Playing the Field podcast, episode roughly 30-something, and uh, Brother John, I think so, it's close. Brother John and I are back for a Derby special. We're going to try and get this out before 1 o'clock, so we'll see what happens. Hopefully this is only about 25 minutes long. Uh, The Derby is here. Uh, John is very excited. I am excited. John's more excited than I am. Yeah, 25 inches long. Who wouldn't be, Sean? Yeah, I mean, dude, 6 to midnight on Derby Day. Uh, So let's let's get into it here. We got a 20-horse field. We've got... uh, uh, kind of a wide open derby from what it looks like. You're going to have uh, a lot of possibilities to win buku dollars, it sounds like. Uh, and from everything we've done with some handicapping over the last two days, uh, let's just get into the betting favorites right away. So we Why have. Why don't we just start with uh, the one horse? Well, let's go down the list. No, let's not. I think that's the, probably the best way to do this. Well, okay, if we're going to do 20 minutes, we should. No, no, no. Well, trust me. I'll fire through this for you. Okay, fine. You go ahead. Go to... Okay. Go ahead. Number one. Throw my production notes out the window. Okay. <laughs> the number one horse. All right. Well, this is one of your... Uh... Okay. Go ahead. Go okay. ahead. Start no with the agenda. one. agenda. The number one horse. Okay. Six to one morning line. I think he's currently 15 to one. Uh, a winner of the Florida Derby. I read Ortiz Jr. aboard, one of the top jockeys at uh, Gulfstream Park. Uh, I think most people are kind of discounting this horse now because he drew the one post. Um, the one post is not good. No, it's not. However, they do have a new gate that uh, they started using last year that doesn't, uh, I guess... Put him up against the rails so much. Right, right. It gets... He's got a little more space. He's he a little wider a... on the on the rail to start than they used to be. For sure, um, and this so isn't a horse. This isn't a horse that needs to get out front right away to win. He's probably like a second tier, like a stalker horse. He's going to be behind the leaders. So maybe if you could get him out, you know, and he can get him in uh, in the second tier somewhere along the rail, he'll have some some room once the stretch time comes. This well, horse he, is too good. He won the Florida Derby. You can't discount this horse. He won so. the Florida Derby out of the five hole, and he basically sat on the pace in the fourth position, uh, about two lengths off the lead with Irod Ortiz on him. And, uh, yeah, then won by two and three quarters of a length and 149.45. How do you feel about that time, sir? You're always... I don't look into times too much because it, they're all relative to how the track was running that day. Well, but how do you, you feel about the pace of the race? The Florida Derby was a forty-seven seventy-three at the half, a one point, a one twelve, or sorry, a one twelve at the half. How do you uh, feel about that pace? I feel like that pace is going to be a little quicker in the Derby because I feel like the the pace is going to you're going to see like a twenty, a tw- an under twenty-three second first quarter, and under forty-six second half mile, which I think will set up nicely for the horses that like to sit just off the pace and maybe uh, even a. A closer or two, so we'll see. The number two horse moving on, like the king. Hold on, real quick. I do want to say something. Mm -hmm. Uh, Florida Derby winners, 20 winners of the Kentucky Derby have come out of the Florida Derby, including four since 2013. 
you know, Orb, Nyquist, Always Dreaming, and Tis the Law all won the Kentucky or all won the Kentucky Derby and were winners of the Florida Derby. So yeah, never throw out a Florida Derby winner out of the Derby. Trust me, okay? He learned I the hard way. for a year straight because I did and when uh, Always Dreaming won out of the five hole. Go ahead and tell us that story. John likes to throw favorites out of the race sometimes. No, no, we don't need to know the story. It's just uh, the story of my life, Sean. So we don't should have, have to taken even, the cash out. <laughs> should have taken the cash out, exactly. The hell was I thinking? The number two horse, like the king. Haven't given much thought to this horse, to be honest. Skip it. <laughs> uh, we'll just say that that uh, the Jeff Ruby Stakes was the last race uh, at Turfway Park. It wasn't on dirt. It was on synthetic dirt. He won the race by one length um, with a 95 speed rating. I mean, Drayden Van Dyke and Award, that's a, that's they paid $170,000 for this horse when it was a year old. That's so. a G3 race. So most of the other horses in this race that are in the Derby are all winners or second or top-tier finishers in a G2 or a G1 race, not a grade 3 race. Grade 3 races are slightly lower than a G2 and a G1. So step up in class for like the king. That's why he's a 50-to-1 morning line. I don't know what his live odds are now. but he's. I think he's somewhere right around there, so... Uh, the number three horse, Brooklyn Strong, who actually was a late addition because um, I forget the name of the other horse that was supposed to be in the Derby. But that's a good name for a horse, late addition. Yeah, it, I do like that actually. <laughs> so uh, to our listeners out there, uh, specifically Uncle Bob, because I know you got some cash stashed away. You know you're retired now, so if you want to pool some money together, buy a horse. <laughs> name it late edition. Late edition. No, Bob, Uncle what Bob would name his horse Miller Light. Miller Light? No, I mean it's got a maybe like uh, Bob's Garage. There you go. It's Bob's Garage down the stretch. The light move. All right, uh, the three horse Brooklyn Strong, Wood Memorial Race. He finished fifth by four lengths. Not really a whole lot to talk about, I don't think. And who knows? Maybe you could surprise some people. But uh, moving on. Yeah, <laughs> keep me in mind is the four horse fifty to one morning line. Same type of thing here. Hasn't only won one race. Looks like it was a G2 race, the Kentucky Junior something, it looks like, or Juvenile something. Um, yeah, so 51 morning line, not really much to talk about there either. Yeah, well, I mean, the, I think the only stat line you look at is his last race in the Bluegrass. He finished 16th lengths off. His previous race in the Rebel, he finished eight lengths back. Could it just How been was t- this horse in the Derby? Oh, he won the... Contra- he won the, uh, the Jockey Club. Oh, okay. Is that what it is? Yeah. At uh, Churchill. Yeah. So. Oh, so he did have a... He did race I mean, at Churchill. Let's, okay, wait a minute here. I mean, okay, this is why we sometimes go through stuff. And the biggest thing about handicapping is you go back and you shoot yourself in the foot because you look back at the stat lines and you're like, was there something I missed? So I'm just saying right now that... Uh, he won a race at Churchill. Three races back, he... He ran at Churchill, and he won. His first race at Churchill in a maiden special 97,000, he was uh, in tight, split at the 316ths, and he got second, and he lost by, it sounds like he was coming late. I mean, I wish I came late more often, but uh, that's a different story for a different day. So maybe generally keep me in not mind the, shows up. Not the move for most <laughs> of us, unfortunately. What's that? I said that's generally not the move for most of us, unfortunately. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so uh, maybe the number four horse, keep me in mind, you you throw him in your exotics because he has performed well at Churchill, so maybe 
something to keep in mind. <laughs> Get it? Yes. Um, <laughs> number five. It almost went past me there. I just caught it at the end. It was nice. Uh, let's go to the five. Let's go to Sainthood. Another 50 to one morning line. But some people actually like this horse a lot. Uh, what was it? Uh, in that, was it in the stakes race, right, that he got checked and finished second? He basically had to stop at like the three-quarter mark and then ended up finishing a length off the lead. Uh, so there are people that are betting this horse. There are, you know, experts talking about, you know, don't, don't forget about sainthood you can keep him in same thing. Some of your exotics. So who knows what's going to happen with him. But if you go back and watch his race and he does have Corey Lannery on him and he's, he, he is trained by Todd Pletcher. So, uh, that's a nice combo there. Corey Lannery usually crushes it at Churchill. Yeah. He'll probably sit on the rail and you're going to see this horse make a move late. Um, but I've seen Lannery come home. Uh, you know, not winning the Derby, but he definitely, he's hit the board once or twice, if I'm not mistaken. So maybe a horse to include in your exotics in the third or fourth spot if you're playing the trifecta and superfecta. The number six horse, Obesos, ridden by Marcelino Pedroza, trained by Greg Foley. Um, 20 to 1 morning line. Trained by Matt Foley. This is a... <laughs> is he? No, you said Greg Foley. Oh, Greg Foley, okay. Who's Matt Foley? Matt Foley, motivational speaker. Oh, that's the same guy? You mean that's that same guy? Oh, my God. You mean that's the same guy? Uh, Yeah, Matt Foley, or Greg Foley is a trainer. And uh, is it it O-Bezos or is it Zero-Bezos, like zero kisses? Well, I think they got the O. Okay, so. Oh, uh, because it's Orb? His sire is Orb, who is actually one of the. Death would make sense. I am stupid. the dam is Snugs and Kisses. So oh. they got the Snugs and they got the O from Orb and they got Bezos from Snugs and Kisses. Snugs and Kisses is a sweet name for a horse. That is. But okay, so kind of like Sainthood, but maybe someone you should actually consider a little bit more and definitely don't discount out of the second, third spot. And who knows, if the pace is really fast, this horse makes one big late run. Oh, Bezos, the six horse, he got third, lost by two lengths, coming late uh, in the Louisiana Derby back in April. So he lost to Hot Rod Charlie and Midnight Bourbon. Sean, uh, you want to talk about the seven, Mandaloon? This is a horse Sean originally well, liked. I, yeah, it was the first horse Sean told me. I said, who do you like? He said, Mandaloon. Well, Mandaloon was pretty much dominating most of the races that he ran, and then in the Risen Star, he dominated that race. And uh, then he went to the Louisiana Derby and just didn't have it. You, if you watch the race, like uh, Giroux, Florin Giroux was on him. Florin Giroux has never won a Kentucky Derby, by the way, so that's something to factor in. That's part of the reason I think I'm throwing him out. Uh, that combined with the fact that he uh, uh, just didn't have it in the Louisiana Derby. So maybe we'll have it today. Who knows? He's coming out of the seven hole. But well, Giroux... Well, I, I will say this. One of Dad's... I don't know if I could give credit to dad for this betting angle because i don't think he uses it enough um but i think one of his buddies, no way really <laughs> one of his buddies likes this betting angle is uh playing the horse that was a favorite in its last race that didn't hit the board and that's exactly what mandaloon was in the louisiana derby okay hot rod charlie won that race he's one of the favorites today but uh i mean the money was on mandaloon in that race he was almost even money but the Risen Star also has never produced a Kentucky Derby winner, which is the race, the G2 race that, that uh, Mandaloon won. So interesting there as well. Okay, well, 
it, this is this is something that you got to consider here. After the Risen Star, Mandaloon was already guaranteed a spot in the Derby. So I mean, if yes, that's true. If you're into conspiracy theories and fixes, you know maybe uh, the connections. Brad Cox was telling Giroud to hold him back in the last race. Well, if you watch the race, like I said, Giroud like hits him a couple of times coming into the turn, and then a couple more times down the stretch, and then it just seemed like Giroud knew that the horse just didn't have it and stopped hitting him and stopped. So. I, mean, I don't know enough about jockeying and no, but that's you know, what it looked like. I don't know. Can they can they hold a horse back? On, like, can they make it look like they're hitting them, but then they're not? I'm Maybe sure they can. That's smart if they Number are. Number eight horse, Medina Spirit, the only Bob Baffert horse in the race, which is why he's going to take money. Yeah, he's fifteen to one morning line. I think. What's the live odds? You had them pulled up on your phone. Live already. odds for Medina Spirit. Um, he right now is. 12 to 1. Oh. They've been betting them for the last two days. So, I mean, obviously, I think maybe it has to do with uh, the Baffert connection. Baffert's the American public really pounding the Derby early? No. I don't know. They're going but, to the windows late like but, everyone else. Like, no one's hitting the Baffert. But Baffert early. and Velasquez have – Baffert's got six Derby wins. And Velasquez has won three Derbies. And what – he won last year's Derby, didn't he? I believe he did. Uh, on Tis the Law. But uh, – so – yeah, he uh, he raced in the Santa Anita Derby. He got beat by, uh, sorry, Rock Your World. And the Santa Anita is a G1. It's produced, whatchamacallit, uh, do-do-do-do-do. It's a mile and an eighth. And what, it's the, how many, what is it, four of the last, I think four of the last ten Derby winners have it's come the, out of the Santa know, Anita? The Santa Anita Derby basically is produced, you know, probably like 30 to 40% of uh, the Kentucky Here it is. Winners. Its winner has won 10 times and three times since 2012, including I'll Have Another, California Chrome, and Justify. Those are your three winners since 2012. Okay, so that's so three if, of nine. So if we take the Florida Derby winner and the Santa Anita Derby winner, which would be Rocky World and Known Agenda, you're probably going to stand a good chance to hit the exacta there. That's all I'm saying. All right. Well, I'm a tossing the Medina Spirit myself. The number nine. Well, line. yeah, no, uh, Medina Spirit did not win the Santa Anita Derby. Let me clarify that. He took second, but lost a lot by of four lengths. Yeah, he was the uh, just under even money favorite uh, in that race, and he lost to Rock Your World by four lengths. So moving on, the nine horse Hot Rod Charlie and Morning Line, eight to one, trained by Doug O'Neill, being ridden by Flavion Prat. I think he's French. I would hope so. <laughs> or maybe he's uh, Portuguese. Okay, maybe. I don't know. Could be. Uh, but Doug O'Neill has won, what, two Kentucky Derbies, I believe, in the last... Yeah, trainer Doug O'Neill for Hot Rod Charlie has won two of the last eight Derbies. I'll have another and Nyquist. Just and this saying. this is a horse that didn't see any dirt in his face. He pretty much led start to finish in the Louisiana Derby. Um, mile and a 316th. Yeah, so that's it looks good. like he maybe can get the distance. He looked good in that race. The nine is somebody to heavily consider, which is why he's eight to one. Yeah, and actually, I think he's about six to one right now in live odds. So he's taking money. How do you feel about the pace in the Louisiana Derby? It was a quarter at forty-seven. It was one eleven twenty-five for the half. I think that's pretty good pace for a mile and three sixteenth. I think that's a similar pace to what you're going to see at the Derby. Maybe not. the Derby's going to be a little quicker, but. And Mandaloon, again, was the favorite in that race, but he beat, uh, I'm sorry, Hot Rod Charlie beat uh, Mandaloon, beat Midnight Bourbon, and Obesos, all running in the Derby. So, um, And then what the, is it the Louisiana Derby? 
I don't think has produced many Derby winners. I had a note in here somewhere. I don't. Remember. It hasn't. No, it hasn't. But I'm pretty sure they'd lengthen Louisiana Derby to from a mile and an eighth to a mile and three sixteenth about two years ago. So maybe, you know, things are changing. But that's definitely a horse you can't leave out. Is Hot Rod Charlie? Definitely not. Number ten. Go ahead. Midnight Bourbon, ridden by Mike Smith, trained by Steve Osmussen. I'm tossing this horse. It'll probably hurt me, but who knows? I mean, he's got a second, a third, a first in his last three races, but he's had every chance to beat Hot Rod Charlie, Mandaloon, and he hasn't. Well, he actually did beat Mandaloon, you know, three races back if you look, but um, he lost by two lengths to Hot Rod Charlie in Louisiana. He lost... He got third in the uh, Risen Star. So, I mean, he hasn't won any of his last two races. I wouldn't surprise me if he hits the board, but uh, someone I'm not playing today. And it's uh, it's two winners, and it hasn't been in forever. So two winners from the L.A. Derby have gone on to win the Kentucky Derby. So uh, something to think about if you're a trends person and you want to factor that into your betting prowess today. But... Uh, yeah, what are we on now? We are on to... Dynamic one. Ooh. The 11 horse, who he was is leading 20 the to one, one Memorial and got caught in the stretch by the 20 horse, Bourbonic. Who was 70... Jose Ortiz, trained by Todd Pletcher. Bourbonic was like 74 to 1 in that race. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. That is crazy. The Wood Memorial, so it's a G2 race. He lost to, he lost to Bourbonic by a head. Uh, who's on him? And it's another Todd Pletcher horse. So Todd Pletcher, I think, was what? How many derbies does Pletcher have? Like three? Uh, I think about 17,000. Oh, well, that's, that's <laughs> impressive. Uh, no, uh, the 11 is dynamic one. We're not using him. Sean's not using him. If I were you, I wouldn't use him. But, you know, there's 20 horses in the damn derby. you got to throw out horses and just not look back on them. So. You know, if you bet all the horses, you will win. You'll cash a ticket. So just bet them all. I mean, who knows? The Wood Memorial is being highly criticized, though, this last race, uh, this derby prep race, a, a 154.50 mile and an eighth. It was really, really, really slow. By the way, Pletcher has two derby winners, Super Saver in 2010 and Always Dreaming in 2017. But, you know, this is already getting um, uh, a little drawn out for not giving out a solid winner yet. Uh, well, so let's move on to the 12. Because this is interesting. Well, we we rewatched some races this morning, and John has a lot to say about the 12 helium, and he convinced me to put the 12 in some of my bets, too. So on with the 12. That's right. Uh, the number 12 helium, uh, you know, we really feel like they weren't really challenging him at Woodbine. <laughs> we feel the problem is that you just haven't challenged him enough. That's right. That's right. Uh, and, and I feel Hey, that Peter. The, the twelve horse helium is really you know a top tier horse with uh, you know stakes winning capabilities written all over. Well, let's let's talk about. So he's undefeated. First of all, he's trained by Mark Cassie, who's a pretty awesome trainer. He's being ridden by uh, Julian Leperu, who has not ridden him yet. But helium beat Hidden Stash in the Tampa Bay Derby, which is a G two race. Uh, I believe the Tampa Bay Derby has only produced one Kentucky Derby winner. I think that's what I looked up earlier. Uh, and, but what did you see in the race? Because he came out of the 10 hole 
and I'll let John talk about the rest here. Helium came out of the 10 hole, and... And it's only a mile and a 16th, so it is a shorter prep race compared to most of the other derby races, derby prep races. Sure, this horse is going to have to go another furlong and a half. So that's Which is like 300 yards. Seconds, I think it's 300 yards. 18 to 20 seconds of running. But yeah. in that so race... Imagine 18 to 20 seconds on your TV. That's a long time. So. But in that race, the reason we talked about him is why. Is because he was five wide on the first turn. Very wide. He was at least five or six wide on the first turn, which... If and then very the circle, wide on the second whoever turn. Whoever is in the inside is going a shorter distance. I so, hope our listeners understand that. Most of them are adults, but okay. appreciate the explanation anyway. Sure, but <laughs> I, I don't think... The average person betting horses takes this no. Think that I know. I understand. Races. I know. I understand. If your horse is five wide going around the turn, he's running. A he's making. He's doing distance. more work. He's doing more work. Exactly. So he's he's wide on the first turn. He's yeah. wide in the stretch. And, and his horse, he crushed it. Still, I mean, he looked like he was he was going to get beat, and then he just and then had dug this. in again. Go watch the race, if, right? Tampa Bay Derby. If you're listening, just queue up some of these races we're talking about. And, you know, one of Dad's favorite jockeys, Julian Leperu, and uh, so I think we decided that we're definitely going to use this horse today. I mean, who knows? You know, it's been a while since a really big bomb. I think he's a fifty to one morning line who's being bet down to probably thirty five, thirty six to one right now, but. It's been a while since a bomber has won the Derby, and well, that's not true because what Country House won it, but he got thrown. Really and, yeah, he won it on. Yeah, you know what I, I mean. Know. Like, let's talk about a horse that actually won in the race. It, it's been a while, but every seven to eight years, it seems like a horse pops up, and it that's a big, big price that wins the Derby. So maybe right. that's this horse this year. I think the twelve is worth uh, across, across the, board. the board. I would agree. You know, sometimes Why you gotta not? pick a bigger price horse. That you think has got a shot, so or maybe maybe you just go crazy and you just play the twelve with you know like four favorites behind it in your exacta, you know the twelve with like five different horses. Sure. That's usually like an eight dollar or ten dollar bet. But if your twelve wins and you pull in, you know somebody like an eight to one behind it, you're going to be sitting on a nice chunk of change oh, for yeah. an eight dollar I mean, bet. Even even with the lower priced horses in the Derby. The yeah, the prices are good because there's a bajillion flipping sure. dollars in the pool. Yeah, because there's people like Sean that bet the race, and it's just dead money. So Yes. <laughs> no, nah, but I'm playing a nine-horse tri-box for $504 today, so it's automatic. Are you really? No, oh. absolutely not. I'm, is that how much a nine-horse tri-box is? Yes. I calculated it earlier because there's 20 horses in this you race. split a nine-horse tri-box <laughs> for 50 cents? $202 each. Oh, my God. Uh, we lost $20 a piece because they came in right. straight favorites. No, we probably still wouldn't <laughs> hit it. But, okay, so the 12-horse, don't leave him out. On to the 13. Bombs away. Hidden stash. Hidden stash. Um, One of John's mottos in life. Hidden stash. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure what that means. But, okay, so uh, 10 lengths back in the bluegrass. Second in the Tampa Bay Derby. Outkicked by helium. If you're gonna use a big bomber like helium, you're not gonna use a horse <laughs> yeah. that lost to helium. The 13. So I think we could skip him. And moving on. He did win. Uh, no, I thought he won a G3, but I was looking at it wrong. He won. That was an, another race. I mean, below. the last race he won his four races back was an allowance yeah. race in November, after breaking his maiden. That allowance race was at Churchill. Um, but moving on. Let's go to a 14, essential yeah, quality. I can't. I can't. No. The money or morning line favorite, essential quality, 2-1, to one, trained by Brad Cox, being ridden by Luis Saez. 
owned by Muhammad Al Maktoum. Oh, okay. Uh, this horse is undefeated, so it's hard to you know. There are, I think, there's three undefeated horses in this, or two, but it's uh, it's hard to ignore essential quality, even though he hasn't. Le- I don't know. I mean, the bluegrass isn't the best predictor of Derby winners, it seems like, but who knows? Uh, yeah, he's never lost a race, so yeah, five hard to argue. For five. He broke his maiden at Churchill by four lengths. Uh, he raced at Keeneland and the Futurity. It's a grade one. He won by three lengths. He's got two G1 wins, a G3 win, and a G2 win. I mean, that's high That's high praise. The horse is that he's won from coming off the pace. He's won from mid-pack. He's won by stalking. Like, you know, he, it seems like he, could, he gets it done. Do not ignore essential quality. No, I mean... He's two to one him, morning line for a reason. Put him in your exotics. He did just barely neck out uh, highly motivated the seventeen horse, and that was a race that they basically battled it out the whole way in front the whole time. Yeah, I at mean, a mile and an eighth at Keeneland. But the bluegrass, what is it? The bluegrass has produced ten Derby winners, but none since nineteen ninety one. Also, a side note: just saying. for those of you who uh, you know believe that women should be treated with equal rights. Uh, the owner of this horse, Go Dolphin, is one of the most uh, influential owners in horse racing. I mean, they put like billions of dollars into horse racing every year. But uh, I think it's the Sheik of the United Arab Emirates is the owner of Go Dolphin LLC. Okay, women's rights, nothing. Like they just, you know. You're saying but, he's not really a good person. No, he's a piece of shit. His name is. I hope this motherfucker loses. His name he's is Sheikh Mohammed bin Derby. Rashid Al Maktoum. And anyone who treats, you know, women like that, I don't give a fuck who you are. You're a piece of shit, and you have no place in society. And you definitely have no place winning the Kentucky Derby. So I hope this horse sucks balls. But yeah, if you Google him, fan. here's a great headline. By the way, if you Google him. The first thing that comes up is from two days ago. It says, Sheik's missing daughter cast shadow over Kentucky Derby. <laughs> there you go, <laughs> so, right there. Let's there go essential right quality. Yeah. Equality so, for nobody, according so, to the Sheik. So, anyways, just a side That's note, the most political case, we've ever been on this show. In case you believe in betting, you know, with your heart <laughs> and what is, is right in the world, political. you might not want to bet the 14. This guy sounds like a real winner. Good Lord. Anyway, uh, moving Sorry. on. So. But no, that's a good point. I appreciated it. Uh, let's go uh, to the fifteen. Rock your world. Uh, my betting favorite, personally. He's five to one. He's the second favorite. He's the winner of the Santa Anita Derby. He's everything you want the Derby winner or potential Derby winner to have in terms of. He's undefeated. He won the Santa Anita Derby. His jockey was racing another horse and is now back on this horse. And his jockey has also won, I believe, three Kentucky Derbies. Joel Rosario, am I correct? I think he's won three. I'm not 100% sure. Do I sure. seem like I would know that? I don't Is know. That what I mean, you me? Maybe. Do I, I believe like he's won three. Encyclopedia I'm, or something over here? Encyclopedia Brown. Uh, let's Did see. The Bears draft him? <laughs> Encyclopedia Brown. <laughs> of the Dubai in 2013 and the Kentucky Derby. He's a. Uh, where is it? Let's see here. Holding, holding, still holding. Uh, what are his Derby wins? I don't know. Maybe I, we should. What was our horse's name that we were gonna buy with oh, he, Bob earlier in the show? What was his name? Oh, late edition. Late edition. Uh, uh, oh, he won it on Brown. What is it? 
he won the Dubai World Cup on Animal Kingdom, but he won the Kentucky Derby on Orb. So he does have one Derby win. I thought he had more. I apologize. So Rosario, but the the interesting thing, like we talked about earlier, Rosario rode, uh, what horse was it, John? What was the other horse he was on? He rode Hot Rod Charlie. Yeah, he rode Hot Rod Charlie to a win in the, uh, what was that G2 race he was on in the nine horse? Yeah, he rode, so Rosario was on uh, Hot Rod Charlie in the Louisiana Derby. He wins that race, and then apparently he gets to choose. It is what we, you know, it looks like. And uh, he's going from Hot Rod Charlie to uh, Rocket World. And if you watch the Rocket World race now. So basically what Sean is saying is he's ridden two of the two favorites. horses that are both racing in this race who are both favorites, you know. And he's in choosing each of the ride. last races, different races, the Louisiana and one of them being the Santa Anita, right? Yeah. The horses won each race. So. He jumped off one of the winners, one of the favorites, to go to a heavier favorite, and Sean is feeling like that's telling you all you need to know. Well, that, and if you watch the Santa Anita Derby, I mean, he won by four lengths. I know it's the Santa Anita, and I know you have some just, uh, contradictions regarding that, but uh, I thought he looked like the best horse in terms of watching all the big prep races. I mean, he seemed to have a lot left in the tank. He stretched it out by four lengths. I mean, he won it the whole way. And he's got a good position in the 15 spot. Uh, I mean, he's going to have to come from the outside a little bit. But if he gets up there and can hold that position, I mean, is there... Oh, he's going to shoot out. Yeah. He'll be up. He'll be in the front. The only thing that's going to limit him, it sounds like, is going to be a rough start. It's going to be a rough start is what it sounds like. And you want that good start, obviously, because it's a 20-horse field. So you got to navigate a lot of traffic if you get stuck in the middle or on the rail or anything like that. That's why... It's going to yeah, be tough for known agenda. Bet heavily right now. He was a five to one morning line. He's probably going to go off. At, I was going to say I would think he'd go off at like three to one, but three to one in your money is not bad at all. So, uh, and he's also if you're by the way if you want to check out the programs and you know, go to you can go to Daily Racing Forum and they'll give you the program for free. Their speed figures are a little different than other speed figures, but in the uh, speed rating for Rocky World, he's the only horse in the DRF. Uh, program to get a triple digit speed figure and that was in the San Anita Derby they gave him a rating of 100 so uh he's going in all my bets and uh I think I think he's the horse to beat personally but uh, let's go to the 17 highly motivated what do you got to say about uh the Chad Brown Javier Castellano horse uh this is my first initial when I looked at all the the derby horses last week I think I talked to you and I said I like the 17, highly motivated. Or no, I said I liked highly motivated. Then the Kentucky draw, the Kentucky Derby post-position draw happened, and he drew the 17 hole, which has never produced a winner in the Kentucky Derby history. So uh, so he's got that going for him, right? which but is nice. This is, <laughs> this is a horse that is a 10-to-1 morning line. He's still currently sitting at 11-to-1. You never leave a horse out of your wagers that is hovering around his morning line odds at post time. So he finished second by a neck in the bluegrass stakes and lost to essential quality who is toe to toe with yeah, the, the, with the favorite, with the betting favorite. So toe to toe. literally in his I mean, second try around two tenths. This is a horse that's improving and is one of my top picks for the Derby to win. All right. Well, there's, you got that. So let's go on to super stock. Uh, super stock has a lot of, uh, a lot of races under his belt. Um, being Damn. Rid- 
Yeah, being ridden by Ricardo. Busy. Yeah, Ricardo <laughs> Santana Jr. Uh, finished first in his last race. He won the Arkansas Derby. Um, that's nothing to frown upon. Winner only uh, only three winners uh, or only yeah three horses that have won the Arkansas have won the Kentucky Derby. Mm. Uh, most recently, it was American Pharaoh in 2015. Prior to that, it was Smarty Jones in 2004. So if you're just looking for possibly some uh, some fun easy bet, you're not really super into it, but you want to give yourself a good shot to win. Take the Florida Derby winner, take the Santa Anita Derby winner, and take the Arkansas Derby winner. You can take those guys, or and take the Bluegrass Stakes winner too. The Central Quality. Take those four horses: Central Quality, Rocky World, Known Agenda, Superstock. All big wins in their last races that generally kind of you know transfer fairly well to the Kentucky Derby. Put them in an exact or a try. It'll cost you like fifteen bucks, I think, for the try bet. Right, a four horse box try, something like that. Cost you about fifteen twenty bucks. Who cares how much it costs? It's the Derby. Yeah, Just that's shoot true. it. Just shoot, shoot it. it. Shoot it. That's the motto here at Playing the Field. Shoot it. So we went over 17, highly motivated. Top One of my top choices, the 18 Superstock. Just Sean just mentioned, won the Arkansas Derby. And Ricardo Santana Jr. is literally, anytime I look up at a screen when we're watching TVG, it's, oh, Santana Jr. with the win. Like, the guy is a, he's been on fire lately, man. So, I'm having a really, really, really weird case and strong case of deja vu as we speak, which that is, is very, kind of creeping me out. That is very interesting. Yeah. Some it, people say when you have deja vu, it means you're in the right place. Really? Mm-hmm. Because I haven't had it for a really long time, man, so maybe you should come over more often. Yeah. When was the last time you had soup and a sandwich? Uh, soup and sandwich, hopefully for lunch here in a minute because yeah. I'm starving, but uh, that's the 19 horse, isn't it? Yeah, the 19 horse is soup and a sandwich, also trained by Mark Cassie, with a track specialist from Churchill, Tyler Gaffleone on him. Uh, this horse, almost undefeated. He won his first two races and then finished second in the Florida Derby with John Velasquez on him, but John Velasquez is now on who? I believe he's on the Baffert horse. Yeah, he's on uh, Vagina Spirit. Oh, right. That's correct. <laughs> yes. Good good recall there. <laughs> Sorry, is that... The- no, that's hilarious. <laughs> I don't care anymore. We can leave it all in. Uh, oh, that's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> well, you were riding Put vagina spirit. Too. Yeah. Just fold them up. Put them on there. <laughs> Pops in the tub. Uh, so anyway, uh, soup and a sandwich, 19 horse out of 20 horses. We're almost done here, and then we'll give you our picks. Uh I don't think... Yeah, no one's listening anyway. Why aren't we cursing more and using more vulgar language? Well, I don't fucking know. Uh, <laughs> so... Uncle Bob. We got uh, Known Agenda. Put the or, money in the jar. Yeah, soup, <laughs> soup and sandwich. Uh, Florida Derby, second, with John Velasquez on him. Now he's got Tyler Gaffleone on him. Uh, Who is that dime piece on TVG? What's hey, her name? That's I don't know. Acacia? I don't know. Guys... Well, that's not what we're talking about no, here. We're, but, but, wait, not to get off topic... About soup and sandwich, but seriously, just tune into TVG because some of these track specialists are, are absolutely beautiful. So it makes horse racing a little bit more enjoyable <laughs> when you have hotties like Courtney Acacia, you know, giving you pick threes and pick fours and, <laughs> and right. uh, you know, material to download in your spank bank for later. Oh, good Lord, dude. That I do want to cut out, but I'm going to leave it in anyway. <laughs> Uh, known agenda. So, uh, soup and sandwich lost the known agenda. Are you putting soup and sandwich morning line thirty to one? What's the live odds on soup and sandwich? Come on, hit me with 20... it. Five to one. Please breathe into the microphone more heavily. Thank you. 
Uh, twenty-five to one. So there's a little, little early action on him. Uh, what do you think about Subin Sandwich? Uh, he came. He had to come. He had to come wide, right? Out. He had to come wide in that race in the Florida Derby, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he got yeah. A, a little bit wide, but then he went to the lead and uh, started in the eight hole. Had to come out wide. He was early in the lead. Then he was a length off, and he just got known agenda stalked him and caught him in the stretch. Closed but him. This is a horse that Subin Sandwich was. It was his second try around two turns. He got a 108 speed rating, and he did look really green. In the and race. that's the other speed rating. I just want to mention that. John's got a slightly different program in front of him, so the speed ratings are a little bit different. He has a 90 speed rating in the DRF. but uh, 108 on the Equibase. But either way, the horse looked really green, and when I say that, I mean like uh, the jockey was really trying to, to hold him back, uh, and it kind of like – it looked like a little bit of a rough ride the first half mile of that race. So, you know, if – if he settles in early, he's going to be on the lead, and you can never discount a horse that's on the lead in the Derby. I mean, the, he does appear to like to run out front in sure, his maiden. And he uh, basically wired it, and he wired his, it by seven lengths. It'll be his fourth race, so this is a late blooming horse that I think you he could be improving use though in your exotics. And you know what? Who knows? Maybe he could steal it. But and if you like, you know, if you like soup and sandwich, bet him. Who doesn't like a soup and a sandwich? Sure. And his breeding does scream distance, so I will say he should be able to get the distance. That's the other thing, too, about my favorite Rocker world. His uh, grandfather was bred to basically uh, go the mile and the quarter pretty much, so uh, there is he's got that going for him, too. And finally, the 20 horse, Bourbonic. Uh, you got another Todd Pletcher horse. Uh, I don't remember. What's this jockey's name? Carmouche. Uh, Carmouche? Kendrick Carmouche? Carmucci? Uh, I don't know. But anyways, I'm not uh, that thirty to one in the horse racing. I know, but thirty-one morning line, a thirty-to-one morning line. One is last. He's hot. Huh? He's hot, and I don't mean looks wise. I mean this guy has been winning a lot of races. Yeah. Uh, so interesting though. He won the Wood Memorial. It was a G two race. He won it by a head. He beat out. Uh, that's where he beat out Dynamic One, and this was a horse that nobody thought he was seventy-two to one in that race. So, you know, I mean, if you really want to play the long shot, that's you know, done it before. This uh, this would probably be your horse in that uh, in that way, and then. But the also, w- if you look, two races back, this horse was racing at Parks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, not, you know, I can't, I hey. can't really like, I you know? can't really, you know, put a lot of uh, faith into a horse that was racing. I at mean, Parks he has won <laughs> four of the six races that he's raced in. So Parks you know, what is I mean? a dog track in Ohio, by the way. Uh, shout out to Cleveland. Um, or shout out to Ohio in general. Or is it in Pennsylvania? Does it matter? Know. It's the same thing, right? I don't know. Um, so anyways, that's the field, all right? And uh, let's move on. We're good. We've covered the field. Uh, if you have questions, tough luck. Go ahead. What are you, what are you yeah, picking, John? If you have John? questions, uh, tough luck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go ahead. What do, what do you got here? This okay, is the. So these are the plays. We are here. We're here. I want winners. Okay, you want winners? Um, I think... What do you want? My number one pick? Just tell me what you're betting. I'm going to bet Known Agenda, the number one horse across the board. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bet him win, place, and show. He's going to be in any By the way, wagers I play. If you're playing it across the board and you want to put like 10 bucks on a horse, you're, you're going to bet 10 bucks on him three times. It's going to cost you 30 bucks. Yeah. $10 win, place, show. It'll be $10 win, $10 place, $10 show for 30 total. But and what do you one, think he's going to go off at? Post, what do you think he's going to go off at? I think, I mean, live right now, let's see where he's at. I think he's creeping down more like 10 to 1. Okay. He's 11 to 1. 
Okay, so that's a nice payday if he comes through. If he can navigate the traffic and get off the, you know, get through the rail. Or if you're a person that likes more of a sure thing, I mean, maybe just bet the horse to show, you know, because you're probably getting three or four to one on your money if he comes in third or better. So John has a very specific philosophy that he thinks could win him lots of money betting horses. He just doesn't follow it. He says all the time, you know, if I just bet horses to show and never bet them to win, I'd be cleaning up left and right. (laughs) But he never does it. So, you know, but you could take his advice and bet known agenda to show, and you're probably still going to get some money. Go for the gusto. Yeah. Um, so what do you got next? Okay, if you want, um, I think if you want a horse that's maybe in the second tier, about a, you know, 20-ish to one, that uh, super stock is a good one to bet across the board, the 18 horse. Santana Jr. has been one of the hottest jockeys around. Arkansas Derby winner. Yeah, and uh, he did get a super clean trip in that race. He did start out of the one hole, and there was only six horses in it, right? Sure, yeah. I mean, like, he got literally, like, it was a tailor-made trip. He had no trouble to deal with. That's probably not going to happen. But the good thing is, is he's on the outside. So he can watch the race develop, and he can kind of, Santana Jr. has been hot. I have faith in him possibly hitting the board. So there's a there's a horse you could bet at twenty to one to uh to bet across the board. Side note, it does not appear that he's really won from coming from the outside in his previous races, but Oh no, we got a phone call. Uh so go on. Uh what do you got next? Um all right, so the horse that we noticed earlier, uh Helium Julian Leperu aboard the 12th horse. He's like 38 to 1, a bomb. Don't leave him out of your exotics and maybe throw a little sprinkle out of the wind. I could see him. Um, I mean, after watching that race and watching him go wide, and I know it's the Tampa Bay Derby, and I believe it's only produced one Kentucky Derby winner, it doesn't mean you can't break the trend. But His grandfather if is you bet Thunder him a, Gulch. Yeah, that's true. literally won you the mentioned Kentucky that early. Derby and the Belmont Stakes. So, so he's got the pedigree to do it. Uh I mean, you know, at 50 to 1, even if he goes off, let's say he goes off at 40 to 1, if you bet him across the board and he places or shows, you're going to collect a nice chunk of change. Sure. So, uh, what else you got? So, you're bet- those are three horses that you're potentially betting across the board, or you are betting the across one, the board. The 1, the 12, and the 18. All right. Um, I'm having a really hard time leaving out my first pick. They say always go with your first instinct, which is the 17, highly motivated. Rapidly improving horse that barely lost to uh, the favorite, Essential Quality. So um, can he take a step up today after five weeks off? I mean, who knows? But um, my daughter, Carlin, my oldest, my firstborn, also looked at the races yesterday, and she said, Dad, the 17, highly motivated. That's my pick. So I think uh, he's going to bet with his heart and lose all his money. I'll probably be, you know. And by the way, the uh, his other daughter Nora just looked at the program based on namesake alone. I said pick oh, yeah. two winners. Yeah, yeah. What, what she went with the twelve and soup and sandwich. She 12, went with the twelve yeah, yeah. and the nineteen. So you can. You, I'm a hundred percent. I'm playing a twelve nineteen one dollar exact a box, and if that comes in, Nora's going to get some money out of that for sure. It's <laughs> true. That would pay very nice. That would be nice. That would, that would also pay. Play a birthday exacta. Uh, so if birthday exacta hits, you'll literally probably retire because it's like the king in Brooklyn Strip. <laughs> So what else? Uh, what's are you playing a try? Are you playing an exacta? What are you What are you doing here? You're playing a super? I'm not sure. You know, I don't have a 
definitely uh, a definite bet in mind. I'll probably be like biting my nails for the next five hours until race time and just fire in some bullshit bet. That- Literally two days ago, he texted me five horses and said, that's it, I'm not changing anything. And I just started laughing because I knew I know exactly what's going to happen. An hour before the race, he's going to be diving through the program and going to be like, Sean, look at this, look at this. I didn't see this earlier. <laughs> And change everything His he's been talking. horse had a broken hoof. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Got the hoof stuck in the grill. I need a knife, you know. Come on, Mom, let me borrow this. <laughs> Got to cut the hoof out. Got to cut the We had a deer. Oh, Lord. Uh, Why don't you come by more? Yeah. I'll never see you. <laughs> Good fellas, if you're unaware. Uh, so, all right. So, anything else on your, your big board there? Okay, so gun to my head. If I'm picking four horses, right? Mm-hmm. I think we should both do this. Gun to head, four horses. You go first. Oh, all right. Well, that's, I mean, that's going to be, I feel like, pretty easy for me. I'm just literally going to take, I'm going to take a Hot Rod Charlie, Known Agenda, Rocket World, and Essential Quality. If I had to pick four horses and put them in, like, an exacta, that's what I'm doing. So Sean's I'm going t- with... The one. I'm going with the Florida Derby winner, the Santa Anita Derby, the Bluegrass Stakes, and I'm going with... Uh, what numbers? What numbers of horses? Come on. Four horses. Yeah, it'd be uh, Essential Quality is the 14. Uh, Rocket World is the 15. Uh, what is... Uh, where is it? Sorry. Known Agenda is the one. Known Agenda is the one, and then... What am I missing? The nine? Are you going Hot Rod Charlie or Super Not Hot Rod Charlie, the nine. Okay, so one, nine, 14, 15. 15 box. Yeah. Maybe for a one dollar it'll cost you twelve dollars. It'd be an exacta. And it'd be an exacta. So you'd have to get the first two horses in any order with those four horses. So But I think that's a pretty safe fair bet. Yeah. And you just like I said, Florida Derby and Santa Anita Derby, they've won seven of the last uh eight or seven of the last nine, I think, Kentucky Derbies. So it's hard to argue with that. All right, so I'm gonna go with the number one known agenda, Florida Derby winner, tough post. I hope he gets some racing luck, but it'd be shocking to me if uh, I read Ortiz, you know, doesn't find a way to get, you know, second or third. Who knows? Maybe he wins. Okay, so the one horse, um, and then I'm going to put in, um, I'm going to put in Mandaloon. Okay. I mean, it's just, I can't, I can't not use this horse because up until his last race, I mean, he was one of the favorites to win the Derby. A big buzz horse. Suppose he's been training really well. Um, if you throw out his last race, I think he's 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 got to be five or six to one with the, the rest of these horses. So, uh, and what was the one horse? Was it? Uh, oh, when we had talked about helium, I forgot to mention this, but uh, it just made me think of it because you said he was in training well. But helium played off that six-week layoff, right, or like whatever it was. He he didn't race for a while. Yeah, he came, came out and won. Four month layoff to win the Tampa Bay Derby. Yeah, four month layoff to win, and so the Tampa Bay happened in uh, March. So he hasn't raced since March. So he's proven that he can come off a layoff and do some damage. Uh, so again, if you're looking for that long shot bomber, the twelve is uh, as we mentioned earlier, helium. So and let's uh, look back at in April 10th, uh, helium had a five furlong workout. He ran 59.2 seconds, four out of 28 workouts that day. It's pretty That's fast. a great uh, workout. So maybe he moves well over the track, but yeah. Okay, so Hot Rod Charlie. Oh, man, I can't leave this house horse out because they're betting him. And he won the Louisiana Derby. 
he win it or he he lost to essential quality in the Breeders' Club Juvenile uh, in November. But this is this is a horse that I can't leave out. So so far one seven nine, and I think my fourth selection would have to be um, the seventeen highly motivated. So. One seven nine seventeen again another twelve dollar exacta. You could play it as a try too. If you play it as a fifty cent try, it's but don't leave out helium. You like might twenty four bucks or something like that. If you want to bomb? But uh, so yeah, I guess let's just leave it at that. We'll take our four horses for an exacta. One seven nine seventeen for John, and what was it? It was a one nine fourteen fifteen for me. Uh, Nora again the Nora exacta, sweet ring to it. She likes the uh, soup and sandwich with the helium combo. That's 12, and that's 19 and if that uh, hits, for scoring at home. You'll be eating steak and lobster for a while. And then you'll have to <laughs> give Nora, you'll have to pay Nora allowance if uh, we give that out and people are hitting it. So, And then Carlin liked who? Carlin likes the 17, highly motivated. It's a family affair here on the uh, Playing the Field podcast. You know, got to get your kids into horse racing early. Very important. Uh, so that's going to do it for the Playing the Field Derby edition, everybody. Thank you for listening. Uh, I know it's short notice, but hopefully uh, it's it's on, it's under an hour. I know we're about 45 minutes, I think, so uh, you can get it in and, and jump through and fast forward and, uh, maybe to the end and, and get your picks and whatnot. But hopefully we helped you uh, navigate the program. It's 20 horses. It can be a lot to do, so we've spent some uh, few hours over the last couple of days each day going over it. Um, we're hoping to bring back the regular scheduled playing the field podcast during the NFL season. And, uh, we will go from there. We appreciate, uh, every once in a while I get a message from people that say, Hey, when's it coming back? Uh, so that feels awesome. And we'll try and do it more and see what happens here. But playing the field podcast, that's it. We're out. Sean, John, talk to you guys next Peace. time.